everyone. It's Vicki Guerrero, your host of the Excuse Me podcast, <laughs> my show. I want to welcome everyone who's taken the time out to download and listen to this week's episode. It's a great one. It is uh, full of information. I am so excited to share my friend, Ryan Reeves, who is formerly known as Rightback from WWE. And now we are going to talk about his success with his nutrition company, his positivity, and um, gosh, all the great stories that he has that he wants to share with all of you. So grab a beverage, grab a snack, and let's take a listen. Excuse me! Hey everyone, it's Vicki Guerrero, and you're on the Excuse Me podcast, and I am the host, of course, and I am so excited to bring this amazing, incredible, powerful, talented, professional wrestler who is also my friend. Everyone, please welcome Ryan Reeves, who is formerly known as Right Back. Hey, Ryan, how are you? I am good. How are you doing, Vicky? I'm good. Thank you so much for finally getting together and we had some technical difficulties but i thank you for your patience <laughs> no no i know all too well i told you i was experiencing it myself so i'm happy we could uh could link up finally and i'm doing a, a fast to a dry fast i just started I, I last night i do a lot of water fasting but i started recently doing dry fasting um to kind of heal and, and push myself mentally so i'm on that right now but i'm caffeined up so i'm ready to go all right, well, we're going to talk about your 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 uh, nutrition company and, and the things that you do because you've always been incredibly built and such in great shape all the time. And I want to uh, inform my fans of who you are and everyone get to know you before we start all the all the, the interview. Your home is Las Vegas, which I like you already because I love Vegas. Yes. <laughs> and I remember, you know, you going from building your home to – uh, going through the whole process, and I'm so proud of you because just by the by your success, it seems like I was kind of walking through the experience with you. Where where did you move from uh, before you moved to Vegas? Well, I well the WWE at the time with developmental, and what was it? I was 22 when I got signed in uh, from Tough Enough, and then moved from Vegas to to Deep South Wrestling and outside Atlanta, Georgia, McDonough, Georgia, then to Louisville, Kentucky then released out of developmental and re-signed and then moved to Tampa, Florida. So I was gone for about seven years from Vegas, finally. And then we did the whole thing and, and went up with Nexus and had the ankle injury. And I was able to finally overcome all that and move home to Vegas. I got an apartment down the road from my dad, just upped and moved, put a, my car on a truck and on a U-Haul thing and, and drove the whole thing out here. And then as, as you mentioned, when things started going and picking up for me, I was uh, finally able to get a get a house built and here in Vegas and um, up where at the time was really quiet. Now, I mean, everyone from Cali's here, it's, it's packed. I'm, and uh, but yeah, that whole process of uh, that I was grateful for to be able to where all the hard work and everything kind of paid off and um, had a, an apartment suite added onto the house where I was, uh, my mom still lives. I was uh, got was able to do that and help take care of her with all that. So. Yeah, it's all, it's been incredible. And I've actually have my house listed because the value, the market's red hot out here and we're testing it to see if we can get almost, almost double what we got it for uh, because wow. people are, which has been a huge win. Uh, and there might be a little leniency in that where that goes uh, and, and getting a brand new house and upgrading to an even bigger one. And, and uh, we're going to see, so that's going on now. 
Well, just to uh, just to assure you, I had my house listed on De on December, probably like fifteenth. We listed our house here in Houston, Texas, yep. and uh, a week ago we got a contract on the house. So wow. there's a lot of buzz on the market, and someone bought our house just online, looking at it because they're moving from Boston over here. Yep. So she all she said was her realtor said she wants to get out of the north she can't stand it anymore so yeah. a lot of people are, are moving down you know to where it's more economical and more for their money and she couldn't believe the price of our house you know compared to north and the northeast is so ridiculous in california of the prices so yeah. uh you'll do really well because your house is a lot bigger than mine <laughs> no, thank you well that's what they were saying because people from california they they i mean the, if this house was in california or even it's the value in the land, I got this at the perfect time. There's cash buyers coming in. Well, they'll see that and this house will appeal to a, a family. And uh, and hopefully when the right person, so they're going to hopefully fall in love with it. So, and, uh, but yeah, it, it, this is the time. Are you ready to move? Because you, you've been doing a lot of work to your house. I mean. Yeah. It, you know, so a, I, yeah, I, I try not to get attached. <laughs> I, uh, that, that's one of the things and I just was reading another book here on, on that, on, on attachment and trying not to get attached to, per, to material things. But I think the reason why my mind shifted on this is one, I got my, that was my final stem cells coming up here soon, uh, with everything. And this is, I want to be a little closer to the airport because I intend on, I, I had to stop traveling with everything. We'll probably talk about all that, but yeah. I I'm ready I had my, with my injuries after leaving wrestling with needing a, the five disc fusion shoulder replacement and like having all these stem cells, part of me now that I'm healthy again, and I've got my, I've been so blessed to get my health back and everything is, is, is worked out. And it was really hard. Part of me though. And I did this in Tampa when, after I broke my ankle in the Nexus, I needed to leave Tampa because it reminded me of the pain I was in because it was, and this is kind of the same thing. I had my worst moments pain wise in this house. And it reminds me of that now when I feel good and I wake up and it's not a bad thing. It reminds me to be grateful, but I also am kind of ready to like the next chapter of my life. I'm, I really believe in, in a weird way, this was my WWE house. I'm kind of just ready to put everything in the past and, and we're, there's a lot going on with all that and just start the next chapter of my life fresh. And that's that. And so that's kind of mentally what's going on. I totally understand that because when I was in WWE and I gave my notice, I was in El Paso and I had my house and I, I felt the same. Like I wanted to go to a new city. I yeah. wanted to be closer to a bigger airport. So I moved to Houston and it was such a great um, emotional uh, just cleansing of like yeah. there wasn't reminders. There wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I, I didn't have to be at one place to yeah. place it. I, I, I wanted to have a new city and a new beginning and it really did me good. So I can totally understand your mentality on that. It's just more mental than anything, I think. And when you're you're just ready to, before I, I never would have thought about it. And now it's like, it's crazy how your mind can shift and, and evolve over time. And, you know, and having our health, you know, so when you're in constant pain, it, it's not a good feeling. So it, it's just, when you, when you feel good again and, and you walk around and look around, like I, I'm, I'm always going to be grateful for all of this, but it, it's just kind of, yeah, ready to the next, the next phase. You know, we worked together in WWE when yes. we had the rookie uh, NXT reality show, and um, it was the first season of NXT, and I had a pro, and you guys were the rookies, and 
it was really a lot of fun to work with you and you were a skit Sheffield, which yes. I don't understand, you know, <laughs> your name because I was just like, what the hell is Skip? I mean, I was like, what? He's like this huge guy. <laughs> but it was really, it was really fun to get to know you and, and to work with you. And you've had a lot of adversities, you know, with yeah. WWE. And I know there's a lot of stuff going on behind that. But, um, you know, uh, you in 2010, you had your ankle injury, correct? Yeah, yeah. And, and then 2012, you came back as Ryback. Yeah. And then uh, 2016, you left. Um, yeah. What is your experience from looking back into WWE and what are you learning now of how you're going to proceed your career? Well, it, it's, I've always said, I was grateful for everything, but and everyone has different experiences. And so I always loved, uh, and I, I just, I had a, Joe Henning, Curtis Axel, we actually, one of my good friends in wrestling, we just talked the other night for about two and a half hours. Cause there's a lot of stuff going on right now too with them. And, I'm about to get the awarded the Ryback trademark, which is the final piece. Like I'm legally Ryback now, but, and I, and I had to do that business-wise. And once I have the trademark and kind of take, every, I own everything else with Feed Me More and the big guy and the supplements. And, Good um, for you. Which wasn't, it was, it was a stressful situation. Um, it was, an, and I, I just recently, I did my show where I, I kind of explained all of this on, on the wrestling show last week on YouTube on Ryback TV, but I, it's important for people to understand because like I've always been grateful and uh, I always considered myself to be professional and a team player and uh, understanding that in wrestling it's a give and take deal and uh, nothing from a creative standpoint even though there were certain things it was more I had a lot of backstage stuff with the ankle injury that kind of changed me forever that you know that was out a year and a half with that and three doctors said you're not wrestling again because there was a it was a botched surgery where they put uh, two screws through, through my superficial and, and perineal nerve. Um, so this whole thing is kind of connected where that, and then uh, WWE fired me because they thought I was never going to be able to wrestle again. Uh, and I had to actually, that was where I first, that was where I really changed wrestling wise. I think if anyone had met me and knew me at that point, and I still stayed that way as far as fun, loving and joking around. Uh, but my attitude toward WWE in, at that time it then became all business. And I realized that this isn't just all, all fun and games. And uh, this is a matter of, of living your dream or not. And uh, I had to stick up for myself and uh, I got them to actually not fire me and with a phone call of John Laurinaitis and got that all overturned, but they sent the paperwork and they tried. It was, it was just, it was a really ugly situation. And um, I had, a, we had a multi-million dollar lawsuit against the doctor that, that messed up the surgery and this is kind of where the, this, it was really personal with me is um, when I came back as Ryback and, and overcame all that, uh, and Jane Geddes at the time was in charge, mm -hmm. I just got put into the feud with Punk and she called me, quote unquote, off the record. I was at the doctor's and uh, told me the company needed me to drop the multi-million dollar lawsuit because they didn't want to look bad in the situation and I just said, I go, this is my life. I have, I have ankle damage that at the time, I didn't know how long I was going to be able to wrestle even up there. I was in pain and my back was already starting to hurt. And I'll explain that. I said, I go, I go, this has nothing to do with you guys. It's me versus the doctor. I've spent the last year with this. The attorneys are pleading with me not to drop this. 
she goes, we need you to drop it. Literally threatened my job uh, that I'd be fired and I wouldn't get a chance to live my dream or do any of that. And I just got inserted into that program. And finally they started paying me. At that, that point I hadn't made really any money at all. And I go, what do I do? Do I trust them and, and drop all this? And maybe we're square on everything and red hot right now. And, and I, and I took the chance and I, to live my dream. And, um, when the statute of limitations ran out, like, uh, literally weeks later, they, that's when kind of everything creative got weird with all of that. And, and it was, uh, that to me was what really bothered me that I kind of gave them my trust in the situation and, and why this is, was so frustrating is that perennial nerve in my leg that was damaged. My big toe doesn't work to this day. But that directly runs into my back, into the, uh, I believe it's the L4 and L5 disc. And those were the ones that started rapidly degenerating on me because they weren't getting the signal from the nerve in which also wrestling and doing the power moves and doing some moves that were compressing my spine. Afterwards, I learned that the degen, my L, I needed a five disc fusion. All five discs were barely, I mean, my whole right side went numb, atrophied. It happened. Oh my yeah. So people don't understand the connection with all of this and what I didn't have a long time. And I mentally, I didn't know that. I just knew I was in pain all the time, but that was why it was all connected and eventually had to walk away. And we were covering it up with cortisone and Toradol. And I got to take accountability for letting them give me that for years, but it ate away my body. And where I had to, when I, when I walked away, it was all of that was, it wasn't like yeah. just I'm frustrated, creative. It was Yes, that too, but there was a lot going on behind the scenes and I knew I needed to get away from it and figure it out on my own. And unfortunately, like I I've done this all on my own. There's been nothing there to financially and in doing all the stem cell procedures and I've got my health back and, and they got that nerve working again where the signal in my back, it's not an issue anymore, which is, it's never been done before. Stem cells are such a new thing, but that was why kind of, in you need to listen to the show. Don't know the whole details of everything, but it was, that was really, really strained everything with the, oh with the relationship. God. Yeah. So it never got a clear cut like thing on it. So it was, you got to, that changed me forever and, and for the good. That's why I'm kind of motivated to be my own boss now and, and things of that nature. I'm, I'm shocked right now because, you know, Ryan, when I watched anyone that would watch you perform in the ring, it wasn't like you were having like these, you know, five minute matches. I mean, your yeah. matches were, I mean, it was a hundred percent zero to 90 and you didn't stop until you went backstage. I mean, yeah. you, your character was feed me more. Like you were like the abominable, you know, human being that was getting ready to crush someone. How did you, like, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, like, I didn't even know that was going on with you. Yeah. And how did you even hide that with live TV and house shows and, even backstage, you were so pleasant. Like, I didn't even have any idea that you were in that much pain. Yeah, and I, because I didn't, I was trying to be professional and I loved what I did. And I always took a lot of pride in the, with Ryback and unlimited energy and giving people everything I had beginning to end out there. And I feel like that was a big part of what made everything work. Um, but and I, and the, the doctors were aware and everyone, but once I came back, and you under, when you're in that system in that bubble, there was no being like necessarily, I, I didn't want, you don't want, when you're injured in something like that, you don't, I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want Vince and them to know exactly how bad I was because yep. you, you get in that system and you start making money 
and you go week to week. And even when I left, I was in denial when I left on uh, my injuries. I didn't go to the doctor, Vicky. I got my nose and ears fixed uh, when I left. I could never breathe through my nose my whole career because I got it broken my first year in Deep South. Never, never told anyone, just didn't get it fixed and I could never breathe through it. And I didn't realize how, how important that was until I got it fixed. <laughs> then I go, man, how did I even, I breathe through my mouth my whole career. And, but I always did so much conditioning and burpees to keep myself in shape, but it was, it was a lot of strain on my body and physically and with everything and all that. But I, when I left, I didn't even go to the doctor to get MRIs because I didn't want to know what was wrong with me. And it's kind of a wrestler thing. I think where if you yeah. don't know, it doesn't exist. Well, no, it exists. And, uh, I finally, it was, it was so bad. My whole right side started atrophying. Uh, my lat disappeared. Uh, from the shoulder, uh, the cortisone we were giving me ate away all the the cartilage, like all of it, and it started oh to, uh, all the muscle it caused started causing muscle wasting, uh, and and there was something going on with the nerve in there, and my whole right side on my from my back, my leg was jelly. I like couldn't feel my leg. I remember one morning I woke up and I went to go I was to go shave my legs in the shower, and I couldn't feel the razor blade on any of my leg, and I go oh my God, it's like rapidly getting worse. And that's when I made the decision to go to the doctor and saw a back specialist and a shoulder specialist, saw two different ones. And they, 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 they go, you, your disc, like you, there's barely anything there. And the nerves were now, it was, it was starting to rapidly happen. Uh, they go, you need a five disc fusion and shoulder replacement. And, oh uh, and I was 34 and I was getting ready. I, I spent all this money to launch, to get ready for the supplements and, uh, and that's why I wrestled on the independence for two years to help supplement all that expense until the supplements could get going against the doctor's orders. But I, I, my chiropractor goes, you got to look into these stem cells. I think they may be able to help you because if I would have got the five disc fusion and shoulder replacement, I would never wrestle again. Like that's game over. And, um, so I, and I, I just, I, I went the stem cell route. I've had 16 of them. And uh, I got my last ones coming up here in BioAccelerator. This Austin Aries actually works for them. Um, so blessed. They've, they've literally paid for all my procedures uh, because they want me to wow. be able to return to wrestling. And I tell you, Vicky, it, it's a lot of money. Uh, I paid a lot here in the States to get it done. And insurance has helped to a degree. Uh, but it was a very stressful situation. And uh, they said this has never been done before as far as overcoming. Because the stem cell, this is all so new. And uh, so my back's all better now. And my shoulder, there's just a little scar tissue, but like, I'm not in pain. I, I literally could do everything now. And uh, they told me I'll be able to go back to wrestling, no limitations. And uh, it was, um, it's kind of surreal to me to even be here at this point. And then now with everything, the way it's all worked out, um, because there was a point in the day I thought I was done, like completely, completely done. So. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, you, you mentioned about, you know, the Indies, which you are undefeated in the Indies, which is pretty cool. To, no, to not true. That. Actually, Vicki, Matt, Matt Hardy holds the sole victory over me. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Uh, okay. So you're second to that. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, the, um, his father-in-law, I can't remember them for the life of me, uh, got me with the taser at a show in North Carolina and uh, Matt Hardy, uh, broken Matt Hardy holds the, the Senor one. Benjamin, Senor Benjamin. Yeah, Senor Benjamin. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> uh, the, uh, it was, it was hysterical and the taser wouldn't work. And so we had to, like, it was, it was not that it was going to work, but it wasn't, I don't think he was close to me. And it was, it was pretty funny, the whole situation, but <laughs> I love Matt. And I was like, it was, uh, I had such a great time, even though it was in a lot of pain, but it, like, man, the independents were a blast. 
That's amazing. So, okay, so you went through the independence and you're working on your stem cell uh, treatment. Yeah. And so now you've got, you've, lo you've launched your nutrition company during yeah. this time, correct? Yeah. How, how did, how did that start? Because you had to have the physique and the physicality to be able to be a representative of your company. Yeah. So how did, how did that work out for you? I mean, how you, you faked it till you made it pretty much. Yeah. Uh, that is actually the timing of all the fact that I'm in this position right now is, is surreal to me because there was a point where, I mean, and I could talk honestly about this now, when I launched Feed Me More Nutrition, the, the, the reason I was very, I wanted to do this while I was in WWE and work something out with Vince because Vince had launched IcoPro before Vince is a meathead like me and the supplement junkie and all that. But the difference with this is, is I started creating my own formulas in my twenties my mom was always really big into the herbs and things. So I think oftentimes people see me and they go, oh, he's a big steroid junkie, this and that. And I'll be the first one to, I'm so transparent and honest. When I got into wrestling from 20 to 24, I mildly did them. And it was because it wasn't, it wasn't banned. And it was, I was yeah. already a big guy, but I wanted to, I wanted to be, I always wanted to be Size. the best. And yeah. And so if everyone's doing or the majority or whatever you want to say is it was an, uh, letting others insecurities become my own. I, I did it against my own will and judgment because it was in that environment. And then obviously when the drug testing started with WW, I was actually so happy for that because I didn't want to go that route. I knew I could yeah. stay big without them and whatnot. And it's so supplements for me though, have always been something that have helped me. And I've always believed in investing in my body. So it, it's always been, I've always been fascinated with mixing and matching and trying different herbs to get the results of stuff to help me achieve my goals. So finally, I realized after reading a lot of business books in WWE and when with everything kind of was happening with me creative and I saw my money was fluctuating, I go, I really, I learned about investing and I learned about business. And the number one thing I learned is you got to do what you love and are passionate about. And I go, I love supplements. And that's when it kind of all, I had all these formulas written down already. I'd have all my pill boxes on the road. I go, I just started, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just started taking the steps. So of like, what do I do? And, and started going. And so then eventually I came up with the idea with Feed Me More Nutrition. I left WWE. I wasn't planning on any of this. Like it just wasn't, none of this was figured in. And, but once I commit to something, I just go all in and I go, we're going to do it. The problem with this is when you do supplements and things like this and having a good social media following though, I wanted to be posting workout videos and showing the body and things. And it was the absolute worst time, Vicky, because all this stuff was going on with my body. So I had to figure out a way. And I'm, I didn't know anything about marketing at that point, let alone social media. I go, how am I going to, I can't show me not looking as physically, even though I still was in shape. I had lost probably about 20 pounds from not being able to lift wow. heavy. I go, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? And, and, yeah. and they're, they're safe supplements, natural supplements, sweetened with stevia and uh, no artificial sweeteners or colors. It's all this stuff I'm passionate about health-wise, which people wanted to expect. So how am I going to sell them on my belief with this? And I just, I realized I had to learn about marketing and, and I just started reading marketing book after marketing book after marketing book in sales. I had to learn sales and I felt so I don't like, I'll give you an example. When I went on the independence and we, you sell your own merchandise and t-shirts, I was so scared, Vicky, because <laughs> I thought it was going to make me, I, I didn't know, I didn't know how to, like, I go, is this going to, I didn't know how to, I felt bad about selling. 
He yeah, says, in WWE, pe yeah. people take care of that for you. And you walking up with your, your bag of, of merchandise. And that was my mindset, though, because I never, I didn't embrace set sales. And then I started following guys like Grant Cardone and these guys that are master salesmen. And the key with all of it is, though, is sell for good. And like that's with the supplements. If you are giving people a product that is going to help benefit, benefit them and improve their lives, it's capitalism for good. And so that I embraced that. And it, it completely changed everything mindset wise, where I became more comfortable selling and I, it's just continuously improving. And I got more involved in the social media game, but like there was a period where I didn't want to be on social media because I didn't want people asking me questions. And I just kind of, it was such a, it was a, a real uphill climb with all of it. And uh, I'll tell you though, I did everything on my own as far as fulfilling orders. I had shelves all built in my house, Vicky. I, I had I had warehouse down the road from me where I had just all the supplements and I would go and I'd load my truck up every day, every other day. I'd carry them in. I'm, I'd unbox them. I'd break down the boxes, go throw away the boxes, fulfill orders all during the day, do customer service, do all my marketing online. And I luckily started get, meeting people that became part of the team to where eventually, this is the timing of all that. I did the Chris Van Vliet show. He was in Vegas. Great <laughs> I guy. love Chris. I love Chris. And I was kind of stressed because I, I was just morning to night trying to get my health back and do all this. And he goes, man, you need a fulfillment center. He goes, you don't need to be doing all this and you're, you're, you're doing too much business. And in the beginning, I wasn't doing a ton of business. We were using Amazon, which was great, but I, the website wasn't doing a lot of business where now the website does a ton of business. So that put that in my head that I needed to, to get a fulfillment center. Now I got a customer support. I got a fulfillment center that does everything. And I just put out the content now and, and, and reap the rewards and, and focus on, on what I'm going to come out with next and things of that nature. But I did it to keep myself busy because as you know, like with wrestlers, time off is your, your can be your worst enemy. And if you're not, if you don't have stuff to fill your time, you can pick up a lot of bad habits. And I didn't want, I don't take pain pills. I didn't take, I don't take ibuprofen. I stopped all that when I left WWE. I just dealt with the pain. And I go, I have to just keep myself busy while I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to overcome this health pro problems to get this making money at a, at a level to, to, to take care of myself because I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to wrestle again. And in that, the biggest blessing was my dog getting diagnosed with disc disease who's had eight ruptured discs in three years, Vicky. That, and I, I made the decision I, I, to take care of her because I mentally understood her back pain because I was going through it. I had to cancel. I, I, I lost all wrestling income a little over two and a half years ago uh, because she's not allowed to go to vets or be checked in at pet hospitals. And at the time, my mom was working full time and she wasn't able to be home to take care of Sophie. So I just said, no more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just learn how to do marketing with the supplement to get it to the point I need to get it at. And that was what forced me to really buckle down because, I mean, I lost a lot with that. And it's, yeah, that's all in a nutshell how we are here now. And like, it, it's amazing. Oh, my God. This is incredible because, um, first of all, with your company, the Feed Me More Nutrition, that fit perfectly with your character. So you could take that because even though you said that, you know, that was your gimmick line, you know, feed me more. Yeah. How incredible that that worked out for you to be able to grab that for your nutrition company. Yeah. Now, this is the time that I you can sell all your products to my listeners. Yes. How are your products 
better than walking into a GNC because, I mean, I, I have experience, Ryan, where yeah. I used to walk into GNC and a lot of it was dealt. I mean, he abused a lot of stuff because a lot of it was addicting. Yep. You know, was it was like, you know, with caffeine or, you know, sleep medicine. I mean, how how was it that you can convince the public that your products are better than walking into a, a, a supplement store? Yeah, so easy. So the whole thing, and you brought up a great point with the Feed Me More, and all that, I, I created that from when I worked at Smoky Bones in Louisville, Kentucky, and I was fired from WWE. Uh, true story, I got fired. Uh, Mark Henry actually took my silverback nickname, they, WWE gave it to him uh, on, on TV, and I was the silverback Ryan Reeves. So I had to come up with a new wrestling name, and I, will never, I, was, I was watching uh, Terminator 2, Quite a bit of alcohol had been consumed. I was really depressed. I'd <laughs> broken up with a girl that I was deeply in love with. And it was, it was, it was just a horrible thing. And in that night, I came up with Ryan and Silverback. I came up with Ryback while watching Terminator 2 and the book, The Secret, I had just read. That was a pivotal point in my life and why Ryback was so important to me. That was when my, my mindset changed forever. I was going, I'm going to start setting goals. I'm going to have direction in my life. And that was the birth of Ryback. So that's why that meant a lot to me. The Feed Me More came right after it. The cooks at Smoky Bones used to always say, I would always eat all the food. They would hide food for me. And they'd, go, <laughs> they'd call me, my manager called me the big guy. And I told him, I go, I'm, that's my nickname. I'm going to trademark that and use that on TV. And we all joked about it. And the cooks would always go, feed me more, feed me more. And they'd wink at me. They'd go, feed me more was kind of the code word. And they'd point where they'd hide food in little to-go boxes for me to that they'd mess up on orders on purpose because they knew I was trying to keep my size and, and financially and working at a restaurant 40, 50 hours a week. Oh so the Feed Me More though, it was from a book on feeding your soul. And that to me is, it was adopting the hungry mindset that connected to Ryback. It, so when people don't, they ask, they don't, that's why that means a lot to me and why it, it wasn't created in WWE and why it was the beginning of a new chapter of my life at that point that has allowed me all my success. So when I took that Feed Me More and put Feed Me More Nutrition, we also put the hungry tagline because it's about a mindset of always striving for more, being thankful, but being hungry. That's what life is about, not becoming complacent. When I did this, a lot of times in the supplement industry, you'll either have owners that don't take the supplements themselves that know nothing about them, or you oftentimes will get like the steroid bodybuilders and no judgment. They do what they do, but they didn't yeah. actually use those to help build their physique. It wasn't something they were using. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Also... In the supplement industry, health and fitness are supposed to go together. Oftentimes, though, in that field, it's the unhealthiest thing in the world. You're dealing with a lot of unhealthy people because they're selling for bad. And it's companies that don't know what they're doing. They're using artificial sweeteners like aspartame and sucralose, which have been proven. And I know this from experience and experiencing all the symptoms that are not good for us. So why are as supplement companies, we're selling products that are supposed to be for people's health why are we using these ingredients and these artificial colors that are bad for them? It makes no sense, but this is why we're kind of in this position that we're in from a world standpoint and a capitalism standpoint is we have allowed bad people to sell for bad that for their profit, that is not benefiting the people. And I, that's where I adopted that philosophy. I go, if you sell, it is an obligation and a duty a responsibility to, we all want to make money. There's nothing wrong with making yeah. money, but if you do it, give them something that's going to benefit their lives. And so these formulas for me, like I'm going to tell you a story about my sleep aid, my GTS go to sleep, which is trademarked by my company to go to sleep with my whole thing with punk. And it's hilarious. 
But on the road, and you know this, and this as wrestlers, you do the live events and you do the shows. I'm, I always drove by myself, not because I didn't like everybody. I rode with Cody and Cesaro and Daniel Bryan early on. After I saw what was going to happen with my career at WWE, WWE, I became obsessed with audiobooks and I wanted to learn every night rather than sit in the car and BS and, and, and talk about other people or whatever. And that's, we never did that, but you know, the, 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 the typical BS, I go, yeah. I'm going to become obsessed with learning and get used this, whatever money they give me, whether I agree with it or not, I'm going to use this opportunity uh, to get a free education on the road. Good and so I started listening to audiobooks. I'd listen to a different audiobook every night, Vicky, and just became uh, just obsessed with, with, with all of this. And so you're drinking coffee to stay awake because I'm driving by myself. So I, I'm literally morning to night, just wired. You, you drinking that oil, that, that machine oil they give you at the building in those brown jugs all day. <laughs> I'm hopping in the car. I'm getting a coffee to start. I'm getting a coffee, depending on if it's a three hour, four hour, five hour drive. Sometimes I need a couple coffees just to get to my hotel at yeah. night. So then I started picking up bad habits of needing NyQuil and Benadryl to fall asleep. So, so did I. Yes. Yeah. So this is why this is so, uh, I'm passionate about this. So I'm on the road, I'm drinking the coffee, I'm getting to the hotel. It eventually developed into, I needed one or two beers, just light beers with that. And I had my chewing tobacco and I would do and I get in, but I take my NyQuil, I take my two Benadryl, I, I, I drink uh, a couple beers, then I put a dip in and I just go, what the hell am I doing? How am I so healthy on some other things? And I'm picking up these horrible habits that unfortunately the wrestling industry, when you're on the road at that degree, it's not like one night a week. It's yeah. you're living on Bye. the road. Yeah. And I just was so unsatisfied and I already had my fat burner with all my different uh, ingredients and we use all natural ingredients with a lot of herbs and different things. So nothing that's going to be harmful to people. And I started looking into natural sleep aids that ingredients, I go, I've done all this other stuff ingredient wise, I had some of my formulas, I could do this with a sleep aid. So I became almost like a mad scientist of like, okay, valerian root, I know that works. Uh, melatonin, I know that works. Chamomile flower, passion flower. Uh, there's so many different things. Uh, ZMA, zinc, zinc, magnesium aspartate, these things that I knew in magnesium helps relax you. I started learning about these ingredients and using them at the, do the clinical dosages that they had research on. And I go, the one issue with a lot of supplements is it's all for profit. So what they do is they'll say, oh, Vicky, I got this amazing, this amazing fat burner, Vicky. It's the most amazing fat burner in the world. And what they'll do is they'll give me they go, well, you will, what do, what do, I just got to take one pill a day, just one pill a day. And they promise you the world, but they, there's no way you can get the amount of natural ingredients you need in one capsule to, to do what it says. But they, they sell you on the hype and the marketing on a one-time sell. That is, or they'll put a stimulant in it where you take it and you feel something, but it doesn't actually help burn body fat. Where I learned is you got to do a higher capsule count on this stuff. Right. And so my capsule counts might be four or five capsules per serving, but it's because we're putting so many ingredients that actually work together synergistically together. And through the team that I use through and using the clinical dosages that I found worked. And so that's where I created my sleep aid. I finally using these different seven, eight ingredients on these different things. The big issue with most supplement companies is they don't give you enough of the ingredients you need to actually help give you the results. And so that is where I figured I go, I'm just going to do the right thing. I'm just going to give people my supplements are four to five times more expensive than other companies. 
all my costs are much higher, but the key difference is people use them and you're never going to please hundred percent of people, but we are mostly five-star rated. We're between four and five stars on everything. And I go over time. And if I truly just try to help people, yes, I want to make money, but try to help people and, and be interactive with them and help them change. That's why I sell mindset. I sell a positive attitude and, a, and uh, a hard work ethic with health and fitness and learning about nutrition. And oftentimes I'll tell people, fix your diet first before buying my supplements, because it's, it's a mindset. It's a do the work attitude along with, with the proper nutrition and supplementation to help you reach your goals, which other companies, unfortunately, they're just selling you here, buy this. And I'm trying to educate people on the things that have helped me be successful and get to where I am at in life. And I have a very open mind. I don't know everything, but I'm always trying to learn and have conversations with people. And that's why I do all the social media stuff and the YouTube stuff. I'm selling a complete package, Vicky. It is a lifestyle change. And I'll tell people like, don't buy my fat burner. If you think you're going to eat more junk, you're not going to go work out. I go, don't waste your money, please. If you're going to do this, do this right. This is why this stuff has worked for me. It's a complete package and I'm using the best ingredients we have and I'm helping you try to adopt a, a positive mindset. The whole deal. It's a three-pronged deal, Vicky. So, so that is feeding me more nutrition in a nutshell. Yeah. You know, you talk about your social media, you needed the social media to begin your marketing, um, you know, uh, road to yeah. getting everything launched. Your social media is doing really well, right? I mean, you have like over a million subscribers on Instagram, I believe it was. Is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, well, we got to, we've grown a little bit here. It's, <laughs> I'll uh, take some if you don't want some, but I mean, so you're what, what I wanted to say was wh who are the people that you want to help? Is it is it just the bodybuilding? Is it people that you know that's going to school? I mean, are you trying to uh, communicate with everyone for, for better wellness and health or are you just with the bodybuilding uh, community? That's so that's probably the least appealing community to me where I, it's one is for everyone with this. So in okay. the two, uh, like I use vegan friendly capsules. I'm vegan. I've been vegan 18 weeks now and like I'm in the best shape of my life and I feel better than I've ever felt. And we could talk more about that, but I've done taking drastic measures like my, I mean, my, my theme music in WWE was meat on the table. Vince, yeah. they knew how much steak and meat. I would eat pounds of this stuff every day. I used day. to watch you. <laughs> I would have Mark Henry and Big Show used to just say, go, how do you eat so much? You just mountains of meat and vegetables all day. And it was uh, and salad. But like I, I knew I needed to make some major changes if I was going to overcome all of this. But I, as far as business goes, to answer your question, when I did this, I go, I want to appeal to everyone. I don't want to just be appeal to one group of people. I want to sell to everybody, which is why I kind of took this mentality before I was even vegan using vegan friendly formulas. It was just more expensive to make, but it was something that the big companies weren't doing. And I go, why wouldn't I offer that so that vegans could buy my stuff too? Because like, wow. so it, the, the bodybuilding industry is one of the unhealthiest industries in the world, unfortunately. And, and Oftentimes people in that are, they're just solely, um, they're, they're into the, they're into the drugs and different things. And there's different levels to all this, but they're, they're more concerned with the aesthetic standpoint only and at any risk. So it's very hard to communicate with them. I wanted, I want to help everyone and people in that, that want to be healthier with stuff that actually works. But I like wrestling fans. I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful for my, my wrestling fans. I call them my Rybackers because they're like, <laughs> they've supported me through thick and thin. I want to help them and improve their lives. 
and getting better. And we see this in the wrestling community. It could be very, and it's in the world in general, there's a lot of hate and negativity out there, right? So, and, and oftentimes that it's a result of our own insecurities and our own and not feeling good ourselves. So we, we call them haters. They start hating on other people. I, I want to help them. I go fix our food. We fix our mood. So that's kind of where I'm really very, very just involved in this. I'm, I'm trying to talk to everybody and there's, there's people out there and I, I will always direct people to, you know, doctors on things like on fasting and things, because at the end of the day, I'm a pro wrestler that likes to learn. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to give you medical advice. I can give you advice on what has helped me on principles, on mindset and on supplements with herbs that have helped me. But at the end of the day, I'll always direct people that are more knowledgeable on certain subjects than me, because I know I don't know everything and it, I'm never going to know everything, but it, it I want, I want everyone to just, we could, we could all help each other and learn with each other and grow from each other and everybody wins on it. And it, it takes, I don't want to limit myself just to, to one group, but the wrestling fans I, have helped me make this a success early on before I even was able to tap into that marketing wise, that other crowd. So they, they I, like, I, I thank them. That's why I put on Twitter. I, almost every day I say thank you to my great fans and the great people out there, because without your support, I wouldn't be sitting here where I am today. So. So tell tell them tell my listeners where they can go to uh, I know it's uh, feedmemore.com. Yep. Is that the first step they can start? At least go to that website and can they register with you? Do you communicate with them? Like because yeah. a lot of people are so unhealthy, especially during COVID. You know, everyone just yeah. started staying home and doing nothing. Where is it for that one fan that could be obese or not? You know, not healthy or just you know having fast food delivered to them every day. What's that one piece of advice you can give them to at least start, at least look at your research and, and get into your own mindset of, of getting a better life? Well, obviously with the supplements, feedmemore.com is the website with that. And we have a lot of the product information and product pages on that and on how the individual products or stacks can help benefit someone. What I'm going to tell them is just if they, they don't know where to start and things, follow us on social media with me, either my accounts, Ryback or the big guy, Ryback22 on Instagram and TikTok now is on fire. Uh, but my, my Feed Me More Nutrition team and the people I work with, and they, they understand my mindset and, I, and what we're trying to push out. We push out a lot of information on different foods and things that can help in the, in the different, the, the importance of, of micronutrients. And where I said the positivity and the different mindset things in our Pinterest page on different little workout things where start just learning and you got it starts with a mindset thing so if you could follow those accounts i don't want to sell people stuff if they don't know what they're doing yet i want that it's, yeah. you got to start taking baby steps here and improve yourself and, and like there's a lot of information out there so i would say follow us on social first and start listening and and then if you have questions i'm very interactive with my community it's hard with all the different things and the accounts on all the platforms but i try and i do my videos on ryback tv once a week my health and fitness where I directly answer questions with people for about 45 minutes to an hour so that they, as well as run specials on the supplements and whatnot, but I, where I can help more on a, with a group basis than individual, because it's really hard individual time-wise yeah. while also trying to do all these other things and get your health back so you can come back to wrestling once again. Like there's a lot with all of it, but I'm very interactive. We do have a good support team uh, on the website with a contact as well. And, and I, I, I just try my best to be, uh, in many places all at once <laughs> yeah you know it's something that i love about your website is that you have an ambassador program yes and you have uh i so i went to go look at all the ambassadors and you have rebel tanya who's from yes. aew 
you have Nick Nemeth, and then you have Kendra Les, who I just love her. She's so I don't cool. know. Not, Nick's not on there. That's uh, Ryan, actually. Oh, uh, Ryan. Oh, I'm thinking of Dolph because I, yeah. I, I, I thought he loved me at one point in my life, but I guess not. So he's always in my mind. But no, yeah, it's Ryan. Um, the Hollywood hunk, actually, he just made he makes his debut on AEW, I believe, this week against Hangman Page. So, oh my god, the Hollywood hunk, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so this is so great that you know you have different ambassadors from different genres because you know Kendra Les she's in the adult industry, yeah. And then you have you know Rebel, and you have Ryan who's in the wrestling. Um, this is so incredible. And one thing that I wanted to let my listeners know is they have to go to your social media because your Instagram page. Makes me laugh every day with Thank your you. stupid videos <laughs> that you have with your face. You, you yes. can't pose your face into a lot of these. I'm like, he's got too much damn time on his hands. <laughs> I, I can't even keep up with my own social media, but I'm caught in your social media, like looking at all your videos. Um, Thank who you. Does that? How, who does that for you? Because they're, they're not only motivational, but they yeah. are so positive and it just gives you a good, like, all right, I'm ready to start my day. Like, let me go see what Ryan has for the day. <laughs> so I have a great team that helps me with a lot of my different accounts. I take care of all my personal accounts and Vicky. So I was, when I was with uh, in WWE, I only had Twitter. I've never used Facebook. I have it for marketing, but I didn't make an Instagram until like my last 10 or 11 months there. Social media, Nikki, we're over in the UK was pleading with oh, me yeah, yeah. to get, to get an Instagram uh, account. And I go, I don't want to waste my time on all this. I had, I was so focused on just wrestling and I don't, I don't want to like Twitter was already kind of, I would take it off my phone for months at a time if I wasn't using it to, for character stuff. <clears throat> and I, that I just, I, when I left and had to learn about business, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, he, who's a huge on social media, huge wrestling yeah. fan, such a, a man. I can't thank that guy enough. He, he, and just, and he, he messaged me a couple times when I left and once when I particularly, I'll never forget this. I'm on a plane coming back from, from independent shows, Vicky. I'm in so much pain. And I just wrote my book. My book had been out for a bit and I'm doing all my stuff. And he goes, he goes, keep doing what you're doing. He goes, you're the next one. Keep doing what you're doing. And I just messaged, I go, the next one. I go, are you, I go, I go, are you effing with me? Uh, and he goes, no, he goes, you get it. He goes, just keep doing what you're doing as far as being an entrepreneur and, and building your own brand. And that right there, it's amazing how just one person reaching out to you like that can give you that reinforcement and encouragement. Cause I was, I was, I was pretty down with my health at the time and really uncertain about what, what was the future was going to hold. There were days too supplements. I didn't have, I'd have one sale and I would just be like, man, only one person in the world Buy, bought my supplement today and I was like this is am I going to be able to do this scary. and it's yeah. scary and and granted but I had the wrestling income coming in so I, I wasn't like struggling or anything like but I, I was like oh, is this gonna work I don't know and that's what Gary gave me I had to learn about social media and embracing it because too when I left you get there's a lot a lot of hate and negativity in the wrestling world there were a lot of lies people I mean just I didn't want to deal with it I didn't want to but at the same time I go if I don't counter what these lies are being put out by putting out my content, people are just going to form opinions. And so that's when I made the decision to go all in on my social media to let and just be myself. And Gary's, that was one of the things he motivated me on. He goes, just be yourself. People are going to love you and hate you. At least have them hate you for being yourself. And where I was dealing with all this hate from people that on stuff that was the complete opposite of, of what I would, would like to think and yeah. how I, my real life interactions are with people. So I, I became so invested, Vicky, 
on, on letting people know my personality fully. And I've learned the two things that have helped me the most in life are, are inspirational quotes and things from books that allow me to get in the right mindset because we live in a very negative world that yeah. allow me, like when I see that 10X poster on do 10, 10 times the effort, I know I go, am I putting in 10 times the effort right now? And if I'm not, it kicks my ass in gear on that and laughing. I learned that from the secret that through all my struggles and this stuff that my life, that wrestling I love more than anything was is gone. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to do it again. All I know is that when I laugh, I feel good and it helps me get through the day. And so that is what I took to my approach to social media is I, I go, I'm entertainment and inspiration. Along with entertainment. That. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it's, but it's that it's all part into that, that thing of letting people, cause I know too. And, and again, and I'm very transparent too, Vicky with when sales, Two, if, if you make somebody laugh and you give somebody enjoyment and entertainment, they're more prone to look at my supplement business and go, what's that feed me more nutrition? I like that guy. He seems like a, a decent guy. Oh, maybe he's in good shape. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check out, you know, his, his testosterone booster, his protein powder. And so it's, it's, a, it's all about branding and social media. And so too, in wrestling, I was always very frustrated creative wise that I couldn't be myself and don't get me wrong the most popular I'd ever been when it was when I was just feed me more very intense and I always though in my head and I would tell them in different I go I want to be more like the rock in the sense that I could just be myself and be entertaining and then be serious when I'm kicking ass in the ring I go I believe that will give me the most potential as a rest and they never they never wanted it and not saying be the rock, but just using that as an example, yeah. Kurt Angle, another guy that was allowed to show his personality. And so that was always one of my big frustrations. And I think oftentimes as wrestlers, they limit themselves on social media because they're afraid to show people their real identity based off characters they play, which is such a blessing for me that I was able to leave and all this has happened because now, you know, and then this is, I talked to Cody a while back. And, and we shared a couple messages over Twitter. And I'm, this isn't me going to AEW or anything. It was just two guys we used to live together. He, he just goes, I believe you're going to be a bigger star than you've ever been. And that was, to me, that meant a lot because Cody's done. And I know his story. We had two different direct routes, in, in, but two amazing stories. And he has transformed himself. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And so when he said that, he gets what I'm doing. I know like the branding and setting myself up, hopefully in the future, when I'm able to come back where people now, my fans and people that know me understand me better. Cause I believe if we get people to be emotionally invested in us and have a relationship with us, they'll go watch us do our thing in wrestling. If they weren't watching wrestling. That's and that's why I think social media is so important for every wrestler to build their own audience. Because like, like I want AEW kicking WWE's ass in the ratings on all the shows every week. And yeah. that, that's, <laughs> and I say that from my story and, and, and it's all competitive and fun nature, right? But yeah. the way that happens is by each individual brand becoming the biggest megastar they can be and allowing your talent and company to go out and do that and then bringing those new fans back in. That is, I believe, going to be key in, in the future for, for growing and getting, because wrestling in general has lost the casual audience member. They, they, they're not invested anymore. And wrestling has that hardcore following now. And we're left with that. We got to go back and get these other people, man. We got to appeal to these people still. And the way we do it is by being ourselves in social media. And we will be able to bring a portion of that audience. will watch us go do our wrestling thing. That's amazing. So let me just ask you one funny question. 
um, on your videos on Instagram, you always have the food that you order, your vegan yes. food, and you have it in your truck. I want to know, how many times have you spilled your food in your truck? Oh, Vicky, too many times to count. And it, it's never... <laughs> so you want to know how wrestling has helped me in this. And with uh, in, in Gorilla, if you always remember in WWE, act and react. Intensity and act and react. So the intensity, anything I do, I try to just go all in character-wise or personality-wise. You do. <laughs> But I've learned in my videos, sometimes videos are just normal. There's my, it's not as, not as funny. And then other times things will happen and I've just learned to play it up and act and ring where I always loved Chris Farley and I love uh, uh, King of Queens. I can't remember. Is it Dennis? Oh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, James, Kevin James. Kevin James. Thank you. I, I've loved, I always loved, I loved Chris Farley, Kevin James. I, I loved Kramer from Seinfeld. I have these, I have comedians oh, yeah. in my house. I've always think like I have this comedic, I think I'm funny anyways, where I, I love comedy. You made me laugh. You made me yeah. laugh. <laughs> I'm sure Dolph would say otherwise on, on my comedy. The, uh, but I, I try to adopt that as well. Like I always feel like I'm this big muscled up guy in a, in a quote unquote fat guy's body at Chris Farley where uh, I've always funny. just loved that. So I'll take a little bit of that into my videos as well when stuff happens. But I, I've spilled stuff on me more often than not. And I have to go clean my car and truck every week. I, uh, Actually, though, just they're getting made right now. We're coming out. I call them my loser food tray, where you hook it onto your steer, steering wheel and you can set the food <laughs> on it. And I, I, in my videos, I go, what a loser, because people were literally, they go, what a loser. You went from a pro wrestler to eating in your car. And I'm like, well, there's other wrestlers doing it too. Like I go, and I go, we eat in the car all the time anyways. I go, I, it actually takes work to make a video and edit it, have it and, and put out content on this. Like, it, yeah. it, and, and you make money from it. It's great. And uh, so I'm having Feed Me More Nutrition food trays with the logo. And we're going to be selling those as well for the Ryback TV people on YouTube. So That's amazing. I'm so proud of you, Ryan, in Thank so you. many ways. Let, okay, so let's let our fans know. You're on Cameo. You're on Twitter. You're on TikTok. You're on Pinterest. You're on IG. You're on Twitch. And you have yeah. your own feedmemore.com website. Correct, Is there anything yes. else that I have left out? No, I just think too, Ryback TV on YouTube is a place where a lot of things and at Ryback on Twitter and the big guy Ryback 22 on Instagram and TikTok. And my TikTok is, we're on fire dancing? right now. Are you dancing on TikTok? I have not, I have not gone that route, Vicky. I give inspirational <laughs> messages on there. I do the funny stuff and uh, they just verified me a couple of weeks ago. We've, we're growing about a hundred thousand people every like 10 days right now. It, oh so my it's, gosh. I'm a... Uh, I'm going all out on there and uh, I've, I've been blessed. I'm grateful for everything. And uh, it's been a hell of a journey and a ride. And all I, I too, I just ask people like not, unfortunately my, with everything with WWE, WWE, there's a lot of negative things put out there and there's stuff going on now, even and stuff with Mark Henry and like, it sucks. And I, it yeah. kills me. All I ask is if just, if you don't read stuff online and form an opinion <laughs> and, and spread take the time to, to get to know someone. And, and I think you'll, you'll see otherwise, but. Um, I, I think that's so important because there's two sides to every story. Always, and, yeah. and it's so incredibly sad how fans are easy to judge us because yeah. of something that comes out on social media and they don't even know anything about, no. you know, the foundation of what the problem is. And I, I want to commend you on your being so positive and, and such an inspiration to me and to call you my friend and I'm, a, I'm one of your biggest fans and I'm so honored that you're on my show today and, thank and you, Vicky. I just thank you for your friendship and I'm here to help and I'm 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 so proud of you 
likewise and, I, and, and same and you always were nothing but great with me I always laugh and smile whenever I'm around and you light up a room when you're in it and I'm happy to see that I think it, it's just truly remarkable what you've been able to do in, in not your life but with pro wrestling and it's it makes me happy to see you doing what you're doing right now so thank you friend well this is gonna be a great episode and I'm so I can't wait to share this with everyone Thank you, Ryan, and have a great rest day. And um, if you need anything, I'd be happy to, to use my podcast to help you spread the word. Thank you, Vicki. It's been a pleasure Bye. as always. See you soon. Thanks, Ryan. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that's another amazing guest on the Excuse Me podcast. Thank you all so much for taking some time out to listen. want to remind you, if you want to give me any feedback, some comments, guest suggestions, whatever you feel that I could improve my show, please email me at excusemevicky at outlook.com. And I am reading all the emails. I appreciate all the time that y'all take out to communicate with me. And once again, guys, this is Sayonara from the Excuse Me podcast. Be kind, love one another, and take care. And until next week, excuse me!